This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 96. Hello, and welcome to Episode 96 of the Indie Business Podcast, brought to you by the Indie Business Network. We offer affordable liability insurance to independent small business owners nationwide. We also provide entrepreneurial training and mentoring to empower you to achieve a happy life, a profitable business, and a meaningful legacy, something we call the ultimate trifecta. I am your host, Donna Maria. I am a certified entrepreneur mentor and the founder and CEO of the Indie Business Network. In this episode, I interview Kimberly Cross of Chi Bath & Body in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kim is a U.S. Navy veteran, so first let me thank you for your service, Kim. From the time she was a child, Kim has been in the beauty industry, first as a hairdresser when she says she was prepared early for entrepreneurship. After retiring from the military, she began creating bath and body products with goat milk in part because her auntie had been telling her for years that it would help with her skin conditions. She had been resisting that advice because of issues she had encountered with cow's milk. But when she finally did the research on goat milk for herself and discovered the many benefits, Kim began making products containing goat milk to improve her own skin, and eventually Chi Bath and Body was born. I can't wait for you to hear more about Kim's 18-year and counting successful journey as an indie business owner. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Kim now. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 96. And now let's get right to it with Kim Cross of Chi Bath and Body in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kimberly Cross of Chi Bath and Body in Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Super excited to be here. Me too, Kimberly. So let's dive in with one of my first questions for you. And that is your business is Chi Bath and Body. And I've always wondered about the spelling of your business, which starts with the letter V. Tell us a little bit about your business, how it started and where that spelling comes from and what it means. Oh, for sure. For sure. You are asking the question that I I wish so many others would ask because I love explaining it. Um, But I have been making um, natural, primarily goat milk skincare products for this year will be 18 years. It doesn't even seem like it's been that long. But um, it was a result of uh, some skin issues I had when I got out of the Navy. And, you know, back in the 90s, you couldn't really find natural products for your skin or your hair like in in a plethora like you can now so um having had a background as a hairstylist I've, I've been doing hair for over 30 years now and that too stubborn to quit mindset I'm like you know what I will make it myself and that's how it started it was a disaster at first but Again, too stubborn to quit. And here I am 18 years later with something fantastic. There's actually something amazing about it when I can see that I'm helping other folks. But the name, the name, it actually came from 
if if it was actually from my childhood, actually, if it was different, if it was unique, I liked it. And I'm still that way. If it's if it's anything unusual, things people tend to not like, I like it. And with everything else, I wanted my business name to reflect me, what I was doing, and give us something to talk about. And that that's actually how I came up with it. I was actually purging some books on some babies' books, babies' names' books, rather, from when my kids were, like, being bored. And I'm like, you know, let's look, because I had a hard time finding a name. I was tired of calling it my stuff. And, and just browsing through, there it was. And it was perfect because it's, it depends on if it's, it's, if it's a girl's name, it's... Um, Asian for it's Chinese actually for uh, um, good intentions and wisdom. And the other side of that is uh, if it's a boy's name, I'm sorry, it's wisdom. And if it's a girl's name, it's good intentions. But it also means um, wellness in nature. So I'm like, you know, I was all over top of that. I was just all over top of it because it fit me as a whole. And that's that's how it came about. And it just okay, gives so, me something to talk about when people ask. Right. So Z Z H I means wellness and nature. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Wellness, okay. nature, and good intentions. Okay, that's awesome. And so you also shared that you have a background as a military service person. And of course, thank you so much, Kimberly, for your service. So how did you transition from that to starting a business of your own? Um, it was Honestly, it was easy. It was uh, it was easier than I hear stories, primarily because I had been doing um, other folks' hair since I was in um, middle school. Junior high is what we called it then. But I had been doing my classmates' hair, family members' hair, other people's hair. And I kind of knew what to do. You know, I did their hair. They paid me. I bought supplies. And just, you know, had my own money to spend for whatever. But um, it was, it was, I transitioned fairly easy. And it was, it was at that point where I knew I was just done and aggravated with trying to find something of someone else's purchase that, well, you know, okay, fine, 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 fine. I'll just make it. So the, the, it was kind of smooth. It was, kind of accidental but not really but smooth nonetheless because it was it was something I was used to um from a teenager and I just kind of fell into it I didn't necessarily plan Mm -hmm. to do it but I just kind of fell into Mm -hmm. it so you were doing hair as a child is something that you learned how to do as a child um and, and did you ever become like a stylist did you go to school to do that and then you joined the military and then you retired from the military and started a business like if you could like walk us through like the basic 60 second version of the story to when you came to start your business. Oh, for sure. So seven years old, I knew I wanted to do hair, did hair all the way up until I left for the military in 95, spent my time in the military and got out and just never could let go of that passion, went to school to do hair. And then I stopped. Um, Actually, I just stopped like in the early, um, no, I'm sorry, mid 2000s to, because of my skin. And, um, that was actually during the time that I was 
getting near to the end of of being a stylist and just starting the business in that 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 gap is when I started just kind of playing around with products myself to figure out for me what was going to fix my problem and um people at work started asking for it and it just kind of you know I think I can make something mm-hmm. of this and mm-hmm. in 2005 it was unofficial but by 2010 I was official and mm-hmm. rocking and rolling Right. So it's been 18 years now. And so you have seen, as you mentioned earlier, you have seen the industry grow basically from nobody doing this as a business to a lot of people doing it as a business. So you have seen it expand from almost nothing to a lot of people doing this. So tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Like you have watched this industry evolve. And what are some of the things that you have seen that have been, uh, you know, that have helped you to meet some of the challenges associated with that? Because honestly, there aren't a lot of people in the industry that have seen it for that period of time. There's a lot more newer people than there are people that are seasoned like you. So what are your some of some of your observations and some of the challenges that you face as a result of having you've been in business for 20 years? Like. Let's clap for that. Like right. that is rare. That is very rare. So congratulations to you. What are some of the things that you see that that you have experienced that you attribute that monumental success to? Oh my goodness. It was um it's 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 like you said, it's it's been a journey and it's it's a whole lot of emotions that go all all in that journey from from excitement that I was shocked that I could do this myself. Um, to just watching, watching other companies pop up to, um, even, even in my, my personal journey, um, going from just, oh my goodness, I have zero idea how I am going to find these ingredients to people coming to me, companies rather coming and saying, Hey, we'll make it for you. And I'm just like, yeah, no, no, thank you. Because I was in the mindset of, you know, I am going to do this myself. And as I'm as I'm watching, watching, watching and seeing that, um, it honestly, though, it was it was a long time before a, a, a switch kind of flipped for people. And, and they started going back to more natural products. It was it was I was in business for a long time before I saw that. Um, and that was that was my my frustration with it that the 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 supplies were kind of limited and the 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 because the vendors were just not stocking those ingredients that someone like me would need to use. And you got contract manufacturers coming and I'm like, no, I'm not adding these chemicals. And then the boom came and now it's like everywhere and it's so so easy now to start a business, start a skincare business, using natural products because people are coming to the light. And honestly, I still had some mixed emotions because I'm just like, oh my goodness, how am I going to survive with so many newer people, you know, innovating and and making what I've been making for this long of a time better. And so you're so you're like saying like the good news is it's easier to get the supplies and that's good news for you obviously because you can get the supplies more 
easily and probably yeah. less expensively. But the challenging news on the flip side of that is because it's easier, it means there's more people competing for the same customers. Absolutely. Just okay. like that. Right. And then I have to right. be excited because it, it's such a it's such a good thing. All at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. So do you find that you have to talk to yourself about how the pie is big enough for everyone? Like the pie, there's enough to go around? Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. uh, daily, daily. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I have a quote posted that I will do this no matter how I am feeling right now, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. or unless or until somebody tells me otherwise. Okay. And most okay. days that's, that's how I get through because that self right. doubt is right. something else. That's such a great point, uh, the self-doubt, because I think we all deal with that. So it sounds like one of the things that you do to talk yourself through the reality of business today is you you focus on what you can do and not so much on what the external factors might be telling you. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's like a mindset shift, right? That's not that's that's not allowing what you see externally to control what you d- get up every morning and decide what you're going to focus on indeed just just like that because if if for probably i've been doing it for about maybe 3 years now and i i can't even tell you how much more relief how how much happier and all the things i'm even excited about everything that I do and everything that I make and how I help people because I stopped focusing on, oh my gosh, how am I going to compete? And started focusing Mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. you know, you have a good thing. Just focus on what you can do and keep it moving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question about that because one of the things I know, I see you on your amazing Instagram feed and so forth is you know, engaging with your target audience and sharing your products. And you have such a bubbly personality. And I know that's one of the reasons why people um, who are interested in your products are attracted to you. So Kimberly, how, how do you strike a balance between being present on social media and being involved, you know, in the public sphere where you see so much of what other people are doing? How do you balance that b- between you know, what, what you are doing and what you see other people doing um, and, you know, staying focused on what's important to you and not focusing on what you see other people doing and being distracted by that. You know, a, a very wise, a person, mentor, human being by the name of Donna Maria told me one day that, listen, Nobody cares about you being perfect on that camera. And <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> you did. You did. And you told me that I had to be myself. And as long as I am authentic, then you don't have to worry about everything else. And I tell you, I fought that thing tooth and nail. I fought it because mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I could see all the the success of other people that were, you know, their videos and, and they're this and they're that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have none of that. But what I do have is me, my mm-hmm. whole for real me. 
and what I do. And once I gave in and trusted your advice, because honestly, it did take me a while. (laughs) It took me a while. But once I did it, it was like, oh, my goodness, I feel so much better. And I want to share all the ins and outs, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I do not have to mm-hmm. look perfect to get it done. So it's, it, was, it was easy to to strike that balance once I leaned into it. But it was getting to leaning into it, getting to that point was my struggle. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now it's, it's like gravy. Now it's fun. Wow. It is so interesting that you said that. So it's almost like you had to push through a barrier. And once you push through it, it became easier for you to, to, to like, just keep swimming. Like, and now yeah. it's like learning how to swim. Like, it's really hard to learn how to do something at first. Cause it's the first time you've done it, but once you master it, it's, it's almost like it becomes easy and it starts to look easy, even though it's not easy, it begins to look easier and it's a little bit easier for you to do it. Yes, easier to to do, easier to show someone else how to do, easier to just, oh my goodness, I can breathe easier now. I used to sweat. Oh, oh gosh, it was it was horrible. I can't even tell you how many videos and how many things that I didn't post or I deleted or whatever because of what I thought someone else was going to think of it once I put it out there, just because I thought it wasn't good enough. But yes, I had to get over myself, basically. (laughs) I all the way had to get over myself because not trusting the words of you who have been, you've been doing it for forever. Why would I not trust that? And, you know, I smacked myself around a little bit and just went ahead and did it. Well, you know, what's interesting when you say that is I've been doing it forever. Like you've been doing it for 18 years. I've been doing it for 23. So it's not that much longer than you. But one of the things that I think may be the difference, Kimberly, is that I was doing it from the time I started doing it before there was any social media. Yeah. And I think because of that, like I started doing it before I had the ability to look at what anyone else was doing. So I had a head start before I saw how perfect it could be. And when you start today, what other people start off with is they see everybody being perfect and they start with, oh my goodness, I'm not perfect. Therefore, I can't do it. And I think that is a barrier for a lot of people. It is. It is indeed. And, and it's, that barrier has a, a grip on you sometimes that you would not believe. And I, I kick myself afterwards sometimes, or I used to, um, because I'm like, I can't believe that I can't make myself do this. This is ridiculous. I mean, I've been overseas. I've, I've seen things and I've done things that were much, much harder. But this one thing had a hold on me like you wouldn't believe. So that that barrier is strong. It is strong, but it is definitely worth getting over. Well, you know, I am so excited and I hope our listeners and I because I know there's a lot of people who feel this way about social media. It is such a double edged sword. You have to do it. For the most part, I mean, you, you cannot be invisible, especially since most of the people listening, we have an online business. If you want to sell products online, you have to be online, like you got to show up. Um, but on the other hand, you have to have boundaries 
around how you do it. And you have to be the master of your social media strategy. It can't be nothing and it can't be, quote unquote, what everyone else is doing. You have to figure out what is going to work for you. And that is a process and it is messy. It is so messy. And you have to buy into the messiness and understand that it's going to be messy, agree that it's going to be messy, and then move forward with the process. So, um, you, you know, and I just have to tell you, okay, so let's talk about messy for a minute, okay? And I'm just going to be, let's just be honest in this podcast and we're going to get back to more about Chi. Like the minute I started this podcast, literally seven minutes in, my son walks in the door. You probably heard him banging on the door. I don't know if you heard that, right? Walks in the door. I muted myself. I asked him to be quiet. What's the next thing he did? Slam the bathroom door. Right? Did you hear that? Slam the door. Goes into the bathroom to take a shower. Starts singing, right? So, okay, we're doing a podcast here. And he knows that. I explained it to him. So listen, everyone listening. I, this is real life, right? I, I'm Indeed. not going to cut it off. My editor may tell me, you know what? You got to you got to interview Kim all over again because it's a mess. I don't know. So let me just say, forgive me if there's a little bit of background noise. But this is how it is. It is not perfect. And if I can deliver Kim's story to you in a way that will inspire you, even though you may hear a little bit of 19-year-old drama in the background. Right. We can make this work, right? Because it is real life. I'm a mom. This is my life. You know, Kim's got other things. You know, there's all these things you have to piece it together and make it work. And our audiences, and we're going to go here with you, Kim, in a minute. Our audiences understand and they know that they are buying products and services from real people, not some, you know, assembly line which they could buy products from if that's what they wanted but they want to buy products from real people and when you do that the authentic version of those products is real people behind them and that i think is what makes a difference in the customer journey and the buying process what do you think of that absolutely every every word of it because once <laughs> I used to do the same thing and it was it was nothing for a teenager to just bust in on my interviews and they're like loud. And one is talking about how he wants to use my bathroom and the other is talking about, mom, where are my underwear? And I'm like, oh, for real? In my interview? Like, really? And it wasn't until... The, the meetings that I would be in and they're just like, yeah, we know you're a mom. It happens that I embraced it. And I'm like, oh, so it's not as serious as I was trying to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I listen now on my interviews, I try my best, um, whether it's a podcast, a live interview or whatever. I, I try my best to have it so that, you know, there's peace and quiet and I can get my thoughts out and we can have a whole conversation. And I can learn some things, that kind of thing. But if for some reason a teenager busts in the room, right. you know, right. now, now it turns into, hey, come on over, meet my people. Because one day you're going to need to be in meetings like this, mostly my older son. He has his mm-hmm. T-shirt business. So I, I try to bring him in so that he learns how to conduct business also. And 
yes, it's hey, and everybody waves and they were good and right, it's right. Like, wow, everybody's like real people. <laughs> we're all real people, and people right. accept that. So right. yes, I was way too uptight about that whole thing for a long time. Right. It's so funny. It's so funny. And, you know, I just take a chance like, okay, it's only a 35 minute podcast. Maybe he won't come back. But of course, five minutes right on cue. Like, right. (laughs) It's like when they're toddlers, that always happens. But for all you moms out there, let me tell you, 19, it doesn't stop. It just doesn't. Yes. But anyway, it's a blessing. He's that's my baby. But anyway, okay. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about your product line, like I have one of your products like in my bathroom right now. The, I think it's ginger lemongrass body oil, if I remember correctly. I would go in there and get it, but my oh. son is in there right now. The sugar ginger, right? Yeah, sugar ginger sugar. is the, can- yeah. the candle and then the oil is mimosa and mandarin. Mimosa and mandarin, that's because I have the sugar ginger candle. But tell us a little bit about your product line and like, you know, the chi bath and body there's some some meaning in there and your products are sort of centered around this kind of chi meaning as you mentioned at the beginning of of our conversation today tell us a little bit about that and the products you make and where does that goat milk fit in because you mentioned that as well yes yes so my, my product line it actually started um as again a means to help me and um the goat milk, I'll start with that that part first, because that was that was like the critical point that things started to change and really, really started to work. It went from a disaster to something great. And my my aunt, she had always talked about drinking goat milk and she knew that I had problems with my skin. And she was just like, Well, then you need to start drinking some goat milk or doing something with it because it helps me and I know it'll help you. It's easier this and easier that. And I'm like, yeah, no, auntie, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I cannot do the goat milk. I barely do cow milk. So, but she persisted and I, again, I had, I leaned into it and did the research on it. And it turns out that goat milk has so many more fatty acids and amino acids and all the skin loving things in it than regular soap or even the additives that you add to regular soap. And again, hey, this sounds like that's right up my alley. It it worked. Adding that goat milk piece, oh my goodness, softer skin, not skin is not irritated. All those things started to work for me. So that was, that was actually what I based my line around, um, at least the cleansers and the most of the moisturizers are based around the goat milk piece because it's so much easier on your skin. So we have the, the goat milk uh, cleansing bars, the goat milk lotion, um, the goat milk body wash. And then I just had a breakthrough on the goat milk foaming soap, hand soap. So, yes, I stick with goat milk because it works. And so mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. to complement that, I have the whipped shea butter because it's awesome in the summertime. You don't want to use the heavier products. And then the, the, the body oil because I ended up with a kid that is always ashy and never wants to use lotion. So the, the after shower body oil, son, listen, 
before you dry off, just slather it all over. And you won't have to hear mommy fussing mm-hmm. about you being ashy and you mm-hmm. can smell great. And it just works without any heaviness, without any of the irritation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I specialize in. So, um, and then I love a candle. My my youngest son had breathing issues when he was younger. And mm-hmm. the, the um, just like, yes, no, I'm not, not going to make a candle. And I switched to soy candles and his breathing problems were not affected by them. So the candles are all soy wax. I refuse to switch because it is a thing of beauty for burning clean. And I'm just getting into feminine care because, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I had a need for it. And my uh, feminine uh, foam, the wash, it's, it handles a multitude of things. <laughs> right, and you also and, have, if I remember correctly, Kim, you also have um, uh, some coloring books. And so tell us a little bit about some of the products that you have that are ancillary to your bath and body products that are complementary to the lines of those. Yes, I am all about wellness and taking care of self. I, I slip from time to time, just as we always do, but I always go back to my my thing that I do for self-care. And the coloring books that I've designed are part of that. Um, it's, it's, it's something, there's something to be said about being able to sit down and color to be able to refocus mm-hmm. and get myself together um, after either being stressed out about cheese, kids, school, what, whatever it is. Um, but then the other side of that is, is there's something amazing about letting my six-year-old self come back out and just have some fun with a coloring book and some pens or pencils. People mm-hmm, don't think mm-hmm. about that part, but my imagination to come up with other things comes from that part of it because I was a very imaginative child. So, um, and then I have my, my, um, eBooks that where I write about different things on self-care, wellness, athletes, and essential oils, because I have athletic kids and I have to figure out ways to take care of them. And there's just no need in keeping all that to myself. And I have a need and a want to want to share that with everyone. So I have the ebook on wellness and the the coloring books on wellness mm-hmm. and self-care, mm-hmm. because what I go through, I understand that I am not the only one. I cannot be the only one. So why not share it with everybody else? Right, right. And as I re- recall, some of these things kind of are outgrowths of the pandemic, right? When sort of yeah. coloring books and these sorts of things became um, much more popular during that time frame, right? So you yeah. leveraged that and now you've made them a part of your business model. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it works. I wish I could get more, more people. I, I do honestly encounter more people that just like coloring. I'm like, here you go. You just have to try it. You just have to try it to experience it. And yes, the, the pandemic sent all of us through so many different things and emotions. And I was able to I didn't even realize I liked to write until I was able to sit down and get my thoughts and feelings and solutions that I had come up with 
on paper to be able to disperse it to everyone else. That works. So tell us a little bit about how you sell your products. Like I know you have a website and you sell online. Like, do you sell wholesale affiliate? Like what are some of the other uh, avenues of, of sales that you have for your products, Kim? Yes, I'm online. Um, I do have um, two actually now wholesale accounts. So I just started doing that. Um, but mostly I've, I've kind of pivoted. Well, it's not kind of. I have pivoted to the vast majority of my work is private label work. Um, I did learn that I absolutely love making for other people so that they can, you know, do for, for their folks and sell to their folks a fantastic product that's just for them. Like I made mine just for me and my people. So that's, that's primarily it because of my mobility issues. I, I did slow way down on the trade shows and things like that. Um, but because I have the eBooks and the wholesale and primarily private label um, between that, those three and the online sales, um, I'm able to not have to do trade shows unless I just want to. So the trade shows would have been to get wholesale buyers to sell into their retail stores, right? Yes. Okay. And so then your private label, is it candles or bath and body or both? It's both. It's both. It's even some things that I never even thought I would, I would do. I, I have a new one that just, I just started making hair products for. So. Oh, okay. Exciting. So how do you, how do you get private label customers? Is that something that you do by making phone calls or do people come to you? Like how does that part of the business model work? It has actually been thus far. It's actually been word of mouth. I, I do put it out there from time to time. Hey, you know, if if you're an esthetician or a small business owner who just wants to add like a candle line or even a cosmetologist or your own line, give me a call. Let's have a conversation. But the vast majority, I would say 99% of my private label clients come to me through word of mouth from someone I already have. Mm -hmm. So they tell their friends. Yes. Right. And when you put it out there, do you mean you put it out there like on your Instagram channel or do you put it out there like when you're at the grocery store or when you're walking around town with email? Like, how do you mean when you say you put it out there to get them to learn about what you're doing? What does that mean? It actually is mostly um, a social media post. I'll have it sometimes in a, um, hey, a PS, don't forget, or PS, I do this, this, and this. I'm at the end of my weekly newsletter. And I mean, I thought it was kind of weird at first, but it works. I have my my sweatshirts and my t-shirts that I wear around town. It actually has the information on the back. It works. Does your t-shirt actually say I do private label? Like literally? No. It has. It has my tagline. It has my website. And then it has the things that I do underneath. And what's your tagline? I need to know your tagline. Love your skin naturally. And so like when you're walking around with your t-shirt on, do people come up to you or do they actually come up to you or do they like call you and say, I saw your t-shirt or do they email you and say, I saw your t-shirt. Like when you ask them how they heard, do they tell you it was the t-shirt? Yes. I've actually had both. I've had an email. I've gotten an email, but 
the the most times that it it's happened is when we went to because I always wear it when I go to Taste of Charlotte and just walking around. It's like, hey, what okay. does that mean? Uh-huh. And what is <laughs> Taste like, of wow, Charlotte? What is it's Taste when, of Charlotte? Um, Our listeners need to know what that is. Oh yes, yes. I'm talking like everybody's here with me. Um, Taste of Charlotte is an annual um festival, I guess is the best word to say it. Downtown of eateries, just eateries of all different sorts. You can get in almost any kind of food um vendor at uh, the Taste of Charlotte food, and then there's drink. And then they just recently, in the last few years, I've seen um uh, other vendors, like handmade vendors, they have a section for us now, so that's that's fantastic. Um, but oh, that's it's just nice. a, a whole section. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. And it's I forget how many days it is. It used to be three. I think I can't quite remember now. But yes, it's just like any other um, festival you'll go to. Almost like going to the fair, but it's downtown. It's the middle of downtown and you just eat. <laughs> you just eat. And I make sure to wear my T-shirt whenever we go because I wasn't convinced at first, but it worked. And I, I've had people kind of, you know, I you can see them looking, but maybe not. They don't want to. Um you know, say anything, but I've gotten to the point now where the second I catch their eye, I see you looking. Hey, let me tell you about what I do. <laughs> and that and is so works. smart. So so you don't leave it to the t-shirt to do all the work. When you notice that somebody, that you've caught somebody's eye, you will actually approach them and say, you know, just in case you're looking, I wanted to just be available to you to answer any questions you have or let you know that I'm here to serve you if you do have any questions. Yes. It took me a long time to get that way. Oh my goodness. A long time to get that way. But I I learned that I was leaving money on the table. I was leaving serving somebody else that may have really, really needed my help. I was leaving all of that on the table and I'm just like, um, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. So yes, that is what I do. Even if they don't order, they know. You know, that reminds me of a saying that someone someone said, I don't know who it was, always be selling. And like, that's, Uh that's like, you know, some people sort of roll their eyes and go like, oh no, you know, can I have a personal life too? And what you're describing to me is almost like there's a, there's a merger, there's an overlap when you have a business between your personal life and your business life. And when you wear that t-shirt and you go to Taste of Charlotte, you are obviously living your personal life, right? Because you're probably tasting things. You may be buying things. Maybe you're with your friends or your family when you go, but you're also wearing a t-shirt and you also have a business. So if someone comes up to you and asks you about your business, you're not going to say, oh, sorry, I'm on my personal time right now. I'm going to tell you about my business. So you kind of will switch back and forth between the two roles that you have because they complement each other, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Even if it's only 10, 15 seconds, that's that's all I need. Hand over a business card. And I'm, I know you're here to enjoy yourself just like I am. So we're going to keep this quick mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get a hold mm-hmm. of me if you need me. Right. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Like I call that the work-life merger. For people yes. who have their own business, there's no bright line. There's a lot of gray area. 
That yes. is such a really good point. And for those of you who are listening, it's Taste of Charlotte. It is um, June 9th through 11th. At least that's when it is in 2023, uh, whenever you're listening to this. But you can go to tasteofcharlotte.com. Um, looks like a lot of fun. So, yes. And Kim will be there wearing her T-shirt. So Indeed. check her out then. <laughs> um, well, Kim, this has been so interesting to hear about your brand, to hear about how you have these three ways that you sell online, wholesale, and private label, and how over the last 18 years you have migrated to more private label than anything else. So fascinating. Tell us a little bit about how we can find you online. Where's the best place to follow you, how to buy your products, and so forth? Yes, yes, yes. So I am, uh, honestly, I'm everywhere online, uh, but my products are at www.chibathandbody.com. That's my website. Um, for social media, uh, my my favorite spot is Instagram. And, and TikTok is actually, it's, we are warming up. We don't have a love-hate relationship anymore. So Kim in a Minute is my, my weekly minute of wellness. That's mm-hmm. on TikTok and on my YouTube channel. Both um, TikTok mm-hmm. is at she Bath and Body. Uh, my YouTube channel is Kim in a Minute. And um, Facebook, I'm there. She, B and B. And yes, I, I am all over the place though. But these, these the my website, Instagram, and my YouTube channel are my three primary ways of congregating with my people. I love and it. Kim in a minute. I'm going to check that yeah. out. So Chi Bath and Body spelled Z-H-I, everyone. Make sure you remember that. And Kim in a minute, everyone can spell that. So uh, we are going to check these things out so we can buy your products at Chi and we can learn about some of your health and wellness tips at Kim in a minute. And I love the sound of that because like we can get it in a minute, right? It's not in ooh, get it in a minute. minute. I helped you make a rhyme there. Get it in a minute, right? We yeah. can get it real quick. And then we can move on. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. I have been so excited to talk to you for so long. So this is great. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you next time then. Sounds good. See you all. Well, I hope this episode of the Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your business and your life. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Kim and I discussed today. One, get over yourself. For many years, Kim did not use social media because she looked at what everyone else was doing and didn't think she could be that perfect. But she got over herself and pressed forward. And today she's killing the marketing game on a variety of platforms. Here's the realization that got her there in her own words, based on some advice actually that I gave her over the course of several mentoring sessions. And I quote, what I do have is me, my whole for real me and what I do. And once I gave in and trusted your advice, I wanted to share, and I do not have to look perfect to get it done. It was easy to strike that balance once I leaned into it. It's like gravy now. It's 
fun, unquote. Two, don't keep it to yourself. As Kim designs new products to take better care of herself, she iterates them in ways that appeal to her target customers and then offers them as a part of her product line. One of the examples we discussed are her popular coloring books, which complement her bath and body products and encourage people to care for themselves by relieving stress, being creative, and enjoying a sense of childhood imagination, which for adults can be an effective form of therapy. The lesson here is that you can use what you learn in your everyday life to create products that complement your core line. And this is an organic way to evolve your brand, increase your income, and create multiple income streams. And three, wear your brand. Kim excitedly shared how her branded t-shirt featuring her tagline, her website URL, and the products and services she offers is a great lead generator. Pay special attention to the conversation about the work-life merger, where we discuss the importance of using your life to support your business and using your business to support your life. This is a fascinating concept that all independent business owners need to embrace in order to reduce friction and enjoy what we call the ultimate trifecta of a happy life, a profitable business, and a meaningful legacy. This is a great example about how all three complement each other and go so well together. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and will subscribe to the Indie Business Podcast so you can continue to be inspired by exciting stories of independent small business owners across the nation. For more information on how we can help you achieve the ultimate trifecta of a happy life, a profitable business, and a meaningful legacy, check us out at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at IndieBusiness. See you next time.